we're here with um, it's TTJ and Stir It Up tag teaming on this pages demonstration for more with the Mac. <clears throat> and today we are going to talk to you guys about pages. We're not going to teach you how to how to write a book, even though Matt knows how to do that. And we're not going to teach you how to you know create a template and all that. We just want to get you started on how to write a basic document or uh, you know, term paper or whatever the case may be, whatever you're going to use it for. It's just getting you started because, as you know, from what we've taught you already, from predictable patterns, the way that menus are laid out, 95% of apps, whether it's third-party or not on the Mac, are laid out exactly the same. You might open it differently, but ultimately you're going to get the same menu bar, the file edit and view menus there may be others like in pages there will be a format and some other stuff we'll take a look at it once we get in there but so i guess to get started we'll launch pages and as you guys know by now cliff trainer cliff is lazy so i have a commander for it yeah open window cancel last view table all right so when you first open pages you're going to be um presented with a list of pages documents in last view. And watch it make me out to be a liar. Name. Mac training curriculum as of winter 2022 pages document. And this is, oh actually it did say it's a pages document. It is actually, yeah. So, you will be presented with a table of your recent documents. Out of last view table. And I got out of the table. And over is a cancel button. Cancel button. And which is, you don't want to do because it's just going to give you pages has no window. Open button. And I can open that one. But before I do that. There's actually pages preferences in here that you can look at before you actually get into creating a document. So, of course, you know, we're going to push command comma to go to the pages preferences. Preferences, general, dialogue, show template. I'm going to push control to have voiceover be quiet because otherwise he's going to read everything that's on my screen. It landed us on general, which is what we want. So, again, I'm not going to show you everything. I'm just going to show you a few things and quick hitters that you can... Uh, notice once you come in here. General. Use template. Radio button. Two of two. Now, he says use template. I guess I missed one. Let's see what it was. Show template chooser. Selected. Radio button. One of two. Alright. So, you can have it show you the template chooser, which we'll go into in a minute, or you can select a default template that you'll always use. People who use different kinds of things in pages may want to leave the template chooser as their primary choice but for somebody like me i will always use the same one because i'm not a heavy pages user i use it but not enough for me to have the template chooser show up every time so let's the right arrow to the template chooser use template radio change template dimmed button it says change template it's dimmed because i don't have it set to uh change the template uh, or to select a what you call that default template. So it's that this one is choose gonna be which dimmed. template default font. All right, I'm assuming this is visual stuff. Matt, you would know something about this here. Auto default zoom. Menu yeah. Button. Yeah. The the amount of uh, the document that you can see at one point at, at you know visually is that is that uh, default zoom and then and then they're going to the ask default. you about the. Uh, default font that is, you know, pre-selected when you create a new document and things of that nature. Okay. Default font. Unchecked. Set font and size for new basic documents. Checkbox. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. You can check this box to set what you want it to be, as Matt just explained, what the default font would be and how much of the document you see all at once. That makes sense when you, yeah. Default text size for comments. 
default text size for comment. Default tech 12 point 12 pop up button. But I want to get to this. Um, where's the, the template chooser? Did I miss it? Toolbar for new docket show template chooser. Selected. Yep. Use temp change template. Oh, that's why. Because I haven't selected a new document. That makes sense. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. I told you guys I don't know everything. So, basically, this is visual stuff here. I mean, it might be important if you're creating a document for a particular, you know, whether it's going to be a newsletter, uh, turn paper, uh, you know, a book, whatever the case may be. So, let's go back to the toolbar. Toolbar. And toolbar. Rulers. Button. Rulers, can you tell us a little bit about what rulers are, Matt? So basically, um, these can be used in uh, different cases when you are trying to, for example, make sure that everything is even. So if you're dealing with uh, margins and wanting to make sure that your, you know, your your margins, top and bottom and left and right, you know, that they are in the appropriate place that that everything is is spaced properly that it's going to look good when printed out um you can you can show these rulers to uh to assist with that and uh that's basically uh, an overall view of what that does without getting into too much complexity right now all right so there's no need to go into that because you gave us a better detailed description than i'm sure voiceover would auto correction button auto correction i'm pretty sure that speaks for itself you can also um, activate um, spell check by sh command shift and whatever the colon is when it's a shift. Is it a semicolon or is it a colon? When semicolon. It's not yeah, it's the semicolon. Yep. All right. Yep. So command shift semicolon, which is what it would be, and that's how you do a spell check on the fly. Auto correction button. And that's all that's in the toolbar. Have it for new documents. So we're gonna launch a new document, which by now you should know is command N. New window collection. It said new collection. Now, that's because my hints aren't turned on. So let's see what voiceover says here. You are currently on a collection inside of a scroll area. To begin interacting with the items in this list, press Control Option Shift Down Arrow. No. To stop interacting with this scroll area, press Control Option Shift Up Arrow. I think voiceover's been hanging out with you. He's long-winded. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to interact with this collection. In recents. Now, in here, you can go to recents, and if we did, you'd know that. In recents, blank, empty white portrait document, button, group. That, I, I really should make that my default template because that's the only one that I use, but I think there might be another one here, too. Research paper, document with black fonts and placeholders for your name, instructor's name. Course name, date, title, and page numbers, button, group. What a great description. So basically, he told you that it was going to be... Termed research paper. A research paper and told you what fields you would have to fill in. So let's stop interacting with this collection. Uh, basic. Now, all right, now, these ones are basic, and you can interact here because there's, in basic, there's more categories. In basic, basic, in basic. Blank, empty white portrait document, button, group, blank landscape, empty landscape document, blank black. Empty black portrait document, no taking, document with black fonts. And you get the idea. At reports, books, portrait books, landscape, letters, resumes, flyers and poster, newsletters. All right, so those are all the categories. I'm going to go back. All the different here. template resumes. categories, that's right. And, and I think it's important to point out while we're right here where we are that the, uh, the templates in pages are very accessible. They will work very well with voiceover, which is not always the case in some word processing apps, you know, you, you kind of forced to use one thing or another, you know, the voiceover will work with all of these templates. Now, having said that, 
you know, we always recommend that new users start with the one that Cliff said, the blank, uh, empty white portrait, because basically there are two kinds of uh, documents that Pages supports, um, regular word processing documents and then page layout documents. And we're not going to get into all those details right now. Uh, we have, you know, separate uh, courses on pages and, you know, training and so forth. But basically, the page layout documents are much more complex because they require the use of text boxes. And so for a voiceover user, it's accessible, it's doable, but it's going to be a challenge if you've not used it before and if you don't have some sighted assistance to help you get familiar with it. So, you know, that's why we recommend you just stay with that blank template for at least for now until you get really comfortable with pages so i want to go back up here letters books books portrait books landscape which when you wrote your book i mean i know this is the mac but i'm pretty sure these same templates are available on the ipad when which right. which, which template did you use did you use books portrait portrait or landscape books landscape um, so I actually did the, um, and, and actually, to be honest with you, I started with the blank template and made the formatting changes myself, but I used the portrait, uh, concept because that one is, um, the one that supports reflowable eBooks. The, the, um, the landscape template is for, again, page layout type of books where the, the central focus is the construct and the layout of the book so you have to have everything in text boxes and you can move them around i mean it's a very powerful tool uh but it's also extremely visual and and it, it's a lot more uh yeah, that was gonna be my next question if the fields because it's a book template if they were accessible because you know on that other platform and that other screen reader there are some things that have improved but i know that there's difficulties working with certain templates because they're form fields or edit fields and it doesn't always let you interact with them so is that not right. the case here in these book ones right these these book one they are fully accessible you know you can use them with voiceover uh but what you're going to run into with the landscape one is knowing what you know you are seeing it would kind of be like making a movie in iMovie you know the iMovie app is accessible but there's always going to be at least for the foreseeable future until maybe there's a whole new level of AI, there's always going to be a, you know, a degree of uh, a visual aspect to things that you really need a pair of eyes to look at, to make sure that things are going the way you think they're going. Okay. All right. So we're going to get out of this uh, template here. Out of choose a template. Our template, our collection. Choose a I'm template collection. To my recents. In recents. In recent blank. Empty white portrait document button group untitled window body button group. Now I did VO spacebar on that to select it and it automatically put me in a blank template. I could have stopped interacting and just went over to the OK button and it would have did the exact same thing. So a couple of things to note here. Um, one, if you're a quick naver, quick nav has to be off in order for you to write in the edit field. Now, you probably could interact two or three times, but why would you want to do that when you could just turn quick nav off and begin typing or VL spacebar in the edit field? But we're going to start at the top. Body header. It said body header. Why don't you give us a little outline on that one? Because I'm just used to using the the the, the body of the met of the I said the message the body of the of the to document. And, and go on about 
you know, my business. I don't use the footer or the header. I might use the header right. for the title and, you know, a subtitle for the center of it because I know there's a, a, a left, a right, and a center. But give us a little more on that. Yeah, I think for most people in most kinds of documents, the body is the only thing that you will need to work with. The header and footer, for those who don't know, are places, obviously, as you might have guessed, above and below the actual body text of the document. And, you know, again, going back to the book example, because it's a great use for footers, um, in print books that are, you know, physically purchased, soft cover, hard cover books, you know, hardback, whatever, uh, there are typically additional things that, you know, maybe if you've been um, blind or visually impaired all your life, you know, you don't even realize, uh, I didn't until somebody explained it to me, that in a print book, you're going to have this uh, at the at the bottom of the page. Some people put it, some people put it in the header at the top, but it's like the page number and the title of the book. So every page has a page number, and that is often in either the header or the footer. And so that's a great use for uh, footers, you know, some people do that just to denote even in other kinds of documents, uh, you know, uh, if, if I'm writing, a, you know, some kind of uh, science report, I might say, you know, report page three, report page, you know, and they just keep going uh, consecutively. But it's a way of using uh, those footers to provide what could be critical information uh, to people who need it. And it may not be page numbers, you know, some people put an author name there or uh, other details. So that's what the header and the footer do. And I, you know, they allow you to, of course, enter whatever text you want and you can, you know, uh, format that and so on. But most of us, I think, in the kinds of documents that we're writing for the purposes we're writing them, uh, we won't use headers and footers. And, and I will say with digital books that go on the Apple bookstore or Bard or any of the other places that you get them, they do not use uh, page numbers like that, especially in the reflowable ones. They're actually uh, prohibited. You can't use them because they're not going to be the same on every device. So they wouldn't be accurate depending right, on the, because on the, the screen, screen size. Is a different size, iPad versus That's iPhone right. versus a seven inch and versus a 10 inch and whatever That's right. the case may be. Okay, so we're going to go VO right arrow. Body. And I'm assuming if I go VO spacebar here, it's going to say edit text. And it didn't. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> Quick nav off. All right. I think but you are it, actually able to edit, though, already. But, I, but I can't. Yeah. I should be able to right here. Let's see. Body is. Gen. Oops, I can't spell. N-I-O-J space is. Joining us, new line. And as you see, I have my um, feedback on words because I don't like to hear every character and every word. Some people like every character. Some people like every word like Actions I do. Actions available. Format as text quickly by voiceover jumping to the formatter. Okay. Um, and some people like it, like it both. So I just wrote some text here. One thing I will tell you, because voiceover was about to say it, but I shut him up. If you want to get rid of the header and the footer, use your actions menu, which is VO command spacebar. And one of the options in there will be actions menu, six items, bookmark, jump to page format, show headers and footers, show menu, add comment, jump to text selected radio button, jump to text selected ra add show menu. Show headers and footers. Um, to text selected. It's not showing it to me. Bottom line is, when you first open a document, and I think it might have to be done then. Um, when you first open a document, 
page one. The actions menu will give you the option to hide footer and header, so you won't have to. Um, um, so you won't have to um, worry about it being in your way or interacting. So, page one. As we always do, we're gonna go through a few of these menu options. But essentially, if you've been listening to all the classes, taking notes, rewinding fast forward, however you choose to remember things, you know that the menu bar is gonna have everything that you absolutely need. I came in here before. Um, last week to figure out how I was going to record this, and I text Matt and I said, "If am I just a Mac expert, for lack of a better term, or what's the problem? Because you know, when I go into the pages file menu, I see everything that I need. It's self-explanatory, and I should be able to do what I want." And he replies back that, "Well, a beginner might not think that because they don't know their way around, or they don't, you know." Remember the predictable patterns and the layout of each menu. So that's why we're doing this together. So I he can coach me and make sure I don't move too fast and forget anything that might be important. Especially because he writes a whole lot more than I do. So <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the, the file menu. Menu bar, Apple, pages. And as you know, pages will be, uh, the Apple menu will be first pages because that's the app that I'm in is going to be here. File. I don't feel we really need to go into this file menu because it's probably going to be your normal n new and I guess we can go through it. Yeah, new file. open print. Yeah, new ellipsis command N. Open ellipsis command O. Open recent. Close command W. Save ellipsis command S. Duplicate command shift S. Rename ellipsis. Yeah, the usual stuff. So edit. And that's, and edit. that's one thing we should we should explain because if you are coming from the Windows uh, platform. Oh, yeah, the you're duplicate. Yes, yes. So there is not a save as option on Apple systems, okay? There is a save option, which you really don't even need because the app is always saving your documents in the background, but it's a good idea to do it one time at the beginning, uh, and it'll allow you to name it and so forth. You can also use rename, but basically doing a save the first time you create a document you won't have to do it ever again on and, and on and on iPad and iPhone. You don't even have to do it once. You just rename it. But and in the pages menu, sorry to cut you off, but in the, in the, in no. the pages uh, menu, I think there's another uh, option that says revert to. So you can go back to one that you might have, you know, edited, but you want to go back to the previous copy, correct? Yeah. And, and that's a that's an important feature, because if you make a change that you're not happy with, and you didn't do the undo command and then you made more changes and so forth. Yeah, you can actually, it, it saves, you know, versions, multiple versions of the document. So you can go back and choose the one you want or, or you know, in, in the, the case of um, a document where you may only want to take one of the changes uh, from it, you can do that too. These, these commands, you know, save and save as always, always sort of flummox people. And Apple did something about it. They, you know, they did away with this save as. And, and so, first of all, your saves are happening automatically in the background. There's no need to do that. Secondly, what they offer you is rename and duplicate. And I think that makes a lot more sense. So if you need a second copy of a document, you know, I want to make changes, but I want to preserve the original, just duplicate it. And then it'll automatically have a, a different name. I, I don't know if Mac is exactly the same as iPad and iPhone on 
iOS, they append a, like a number two to it or something like that. Yeah, put the um, dash and a two after it, after yeah, the yeah, original yeah. name. So then you'll know which one it is. You can rename it. If you don't like that name, you want to call it something else, that's fine. But you don't have to deal with this save and save as stuff and remembering to save and which one to choose. That's not an issue at all. And I don't want to get too far off topic or stray away from what we're trying to show you the basics now. But the one thing that you may want to do if I mean, because when I had Excel spreadsheets, I did this. And, you know, if there's a a newsletter that you send out with a different date each month or each week or whatever, you might want to put it the way that you want it and call it blank or master copy that way when you go into it you can do what matt said and you know duplicate it and then change the name at the end of it because you're making changes for that particular month or week or whatever the case may be exactly yep that's right so, the edit menu is pretty basic it's the same you know command c to copy command a to select all um you know it, Undo typing command Z. Command Z to undo. Redo command shift Z. You can redo a command shift Z. All this stuff is here, but we want to get to the important stuff. Insert. All right, insert. You can insert, if I'm not mistaken, media, um, photos, stuff like that. Let's just, let's explore it and see. Matt will stop me if there's something important, because like I said, he works with this stuff a lot more than I do. Section. Page break command. Enter. Line break. Section break. The command, the, the page break is one that I guess I will mention because some people always, you know, they want to start a new page. Now, explain to me, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, does that specifically add a new page or is it just a page break? So to, to outline what I'm asking, if I'm printing, is that page break going to go to a new page or is it just going to have a couple of different lines to say you're starting a new page? and print it on the same one. Right. In in the kinds of documents that we are working with right now, the you know, the the word processing documents rather than page layout, it's going to indicate that whatever we type after that should start on a new page. Okay. Told you I didn't know nothing about this job. <laughs> <laughs> Column break. Page number. Now I guess now, if you use this page number, I mean, I, I know you don't use it on the Mac, but you do use it on the, Mac, the pay, uh, on the iPad. If you do page number, will it automatically number the pages for you, or is this something you have to do manually? Yes, it, it will automatically number, at least it does on, on iPad and iPhone. I'm sure it's the same on Mac. And there are options that you can choose when you add page numbers, you know, such as do I want them to, first of all, do I want them to start with number one? Do I want them to be... Um, you know, Roman numerals, a lot of people will do like Roman numerals in their forward sections of a book, you know, or, or of an article where they might have terminology or something, you know, it might be A, B, C rather than one, two, three. And that's where that section option comes in. You heard that you can insert a section and a section break. So you could have a section of a document. It doesn't even have to be a book. It could be, you know, a research paper, an article, a report, whatever, but you could have a section called table of contents or a section called forward or something like that. And maybe that section doesn't get page numbers. And then your main section of the book where all of the, or the, you know, the paper where all of the main stuff is that, you know, that's numbered. So it's not always that you want page number one to start with the first page necessarily, because in, in formal documents, that isn't always the case. So that's the, the use of that section feature. 
Yeah, and like you mentioned anyway, in most digital books, page numbers aren't used anyway because of the way the screen might be anyway, so. That's correct. Page count. Date and time. Table of contents. Footnote. Table. Chart. And just so you know, we're still in the insert um, menu. Text box. Shape. Line. Highlight command shift H. Comment command shift K. Bookmark command option B. Image gallery. Web video ellipsis. Formula. Equation ellipsis command option E. And note citation command shift option E. So now we're getting into the nitty gritty of like formulas that you can probably import from a numbers spreadsheet or whatever the case may be. But you get the idea. You can pretty much insert anything that you want to into your pages document. I mean... If right. you write a book, I'm assuming you can pretty much put anything there that you want to, as long as it's not copywritten. That's right. And and it, it has, you know, you heard some of those cool ones like image gallery, record audio, so you can actually record your voice in the document. Web video allows you to, you know, embed like a YouTube video, for example, right in your uh, pages document. And so, yeah, it's a very, very powerful, uh, lots of lots of functionality there. Section. Edit. Edit. All right, so that was insert. That was insert. Format. The format. Font. This is font, and it's not saying it, but this is a sub menu, so I'll view right arrow. Font. Show fonts. Command T. Bold. Command B. And it's giving you shortcut keys, as it always does, that stuff you can do so you don't have to come to the menu bar. Italic. Command I. Underline. Command U. Strike through. And you get the idea. Format. Font. Text. Text. Align. Left. Command. Left. Brace. Align center command, vertical line, align right command, right brace, format, text, table, chart, shapes and lines, image, movie. Lot of, lot of, lot of format stuff that you can do here. Font. So let's go back to the top. Format, arrange. You can arrange by. Bring forward command, shift option F. Bring to front command, shift F. Send backward command, shift up. Send to back command, shift, align objects. All right, so the next um, menu or category is view you this is an important one because this is pretty much anything that you said in here is going to be the same until you change it so let's see what's here show tab bar show all tabs inspector page thumbnails table of contents check mark document only oh that's why i wouldn't show it i didn't know i'd already changed that so apparently and this is goes back to goes to show you how long it's been since I used iPad or not iPad since I used Pages. I had we had a student last in a month with the Mac class last January tell us about that voiceover command spacebar action and like I was telling you it's it allows you to to hide and unhide the footer and the header. Apparently, I had set mine to do that because it's still selected in here. I probably haven't used pages on my Mac since then because, again, I don't I'm not a big writer. (laughs) You know, you want a podcast, (laughs) you want a podcast, call me up. But if you want a term paper, you better call somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Show word count command shift W. So command shift W will give you your word count. If anybody, you know, if you have to have a thousand word document or whatever the case may be, you can. Do that command on the fly to see how many words you have. Show ruler command R. Ruler will command. What is it? Show, show ruler command R. Command R, but. Well, I'm thinking of text edit now. I was about to say my ruler shows automatically, but text edit does that auto- when I open text edit. That's another 
a word processing app that we'll show somewhere here down the line. Guides. Go to. Go to. Go to. Next page. Previous page. First page. Last page. All right, so it gives you options to navigate. View. Go to. Show tab bar. View. View. Share. And you can share. That's your standard. We're not going to go in there. Window. And then that's the end of it. Page so, one. So because he gave us the com command for a word count, let's see how many words I have typed. Show word count. Four words. Pop up button. Yeah, there you go. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Says I got four words. I guess I've I've wrote I've written a book. Document. <laughs> Quick back. Four word. Document. Body. New line. All right. So you heard me. Bl space bar. It said body, new line. It basically is letting me know that I'm below the text that I have selected. So Matt gave me a little tip. Matt is joining at you. And I wrote Matt is joining us. G. So I'm going to select this text. Selected. Matt is joining us. And if you VOJ, that will jump you into. In text formatter. 23 items. Font. Text formatter. We have 23 items and apparently I'm on font already. Font. Helvetica Noia. Font regular. Font 11 point. Content selected. Font size. Edit text. Now, you heard him say edit text. I'm going to assume that I can just start typing what I want the font to be and it'll change it. So let's see if that happens. Selection replaced. 19. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. So you can see that you don't always have to VO space bar. If it says edit text, it's usually letting you know, look, go ahead and write. 1.8%. 19 point. Font size. Font style. Show advanced options. Character styles. Font style presets. But text color. Pop up button. Okay. And I, I can tell you from experience that Command Shift C will show you your color wheel. Show colors. Text color. Window. Color wheel. Selected button. And it says it's selected. So. In favorite swatches. Section. And if you VOJ, it will jump you into that also. Section. Section. I guess I've got to interact here. In section, content is empty. And it says it's empty. Out of favorites so watches. What, Pick oh, color. That's why, because I don't have any favorites. I told you, I don't use this app. So, <laughs> um, anything else you want me to demonstrate here? I mean, because essentially, as long as you can get to the, the menu bar, you can find everything that you need with formatting, the view, um, text, um, the tables, table of contents. I mean, you. this is one of those apps that you're going to have to poke around and get used to what you want to do so you know where everything is at this is not something i can teach you or we can teach you in in an hour session right that's right i think you've done a great job of demonstrating what needs to be demoed you know in today's lesson what we're trying to do is to show you how accessible this is and how if you know those predictable patterns and your basic voiceover commands and gestures and so forth you can figure out anything that you need to do keep your hints on because you'll know that's how it you heard it say format text by voiceover jumping to the to the formatter and that's what cliff did he selected some text and then did a voj which took him right over to the formatter many of the things in that formatter can also be done with keyboard commands of course you know command b to bold command i to italicize you know but there are obviously other options in the formatter that will only be found there so your formatter your menu bar you heard something in the menu bar called inspector if you show the inspector, that gives you even additional options to work with images and, and videos that you may have inserted or, you know, other kinds of media. But I think that, you know, this at least gives you uh, gives you an overview and you can start exploring the app to use it, you know, in the way that you need to use it. Align left checked. 
Now that was the the command he told me to align left, and I forget what that button is. What is? I don't. I forgot what it's called. Align right checked. And then you can center it. Align center checked. And the thing about those these three buttons are okay. So left bracket will align it left. Right bracket, right bracket will align it right. Backslash. And backslash will center. Back right left bracket. So that's what I did. Mass is jet space s. So let's go back up here. And remember, if you have more than one line, I only have one line now, but if you have more than one line, you can select text by word by doing command, or I'm sorry, shift option in the right arrow, and you'll hear it say, Matt, selected, is selected. And if I selected too many words by accident, I can hit the right or the left arrow, and it will say, is unselected. So as you can see, and you can also do it by character, just add the shift key. I selected S selected S unselected. Go back the other direction. So, and you can also do it by lines. So, if I hold down the shift key and I hit just the down arrow, selected Matt is joining us. And you heard him say selected, and I can bold it. Of course, it's voiceover doesn't want to cooperate with me. Bold checked. Um, bold. I can underline it. Underline checked. And these are all keyboard underline. commands that are in the file menu. Command U was the underline. Command B was to bold. Command I to italic checked. So italic. I, I probably got a funky looking sentence here by now. This <laughs> 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 extra stuff to it, but you yeah, get the idea. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, yeah. you can you can uh, make the the font bigger by the plus and minus, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, is it Command Shift uh, smaller. Command, yep. it's command, command shift. minus command. Yep, command com, command minus to uh, a command shift minus to make it smaller. Smaller, smaller. And command shift, which would be sixteen the plus. point bigger, bigger, right. bigger. That's so that's your sign. dash and your equals nineteen yep. point. Yep. So I mean, this these are like I said, these are all things that are in the the file menu. One thing I do want to point out to you, though, let me turn my quick nav back on. Quick nav on. I'm going to go back to the file menu. Menu bar and Apple. I'm pretty sure Matt. Knew and before about you this. do that, not not to interrupt you, but you just said something really important that I don't know if everybody caught. When we are editing text, we want to, even if you are a QuickNav user, we want to make sure we have QuickNav turned off if we're voiceover users. Now, this uh, happens automatically on iPad and iPhone. If you double tap in or VO space in an edit field, it it turns QuickNav off. And I don't know, Cliff, does that happen on the Mac as well? I know. I don't know, actually. Um, okay. okay. I mean, it's so easy to turn it off and on, though. Well, so it doesn't that's what I was going to say. So. It, doesn't, it doesn't hurt to check. Because what happens is when you're in an edit field, I mean, have I, all um, I, I, I know it doesn't Safari, but I think I have an activity set to do that. So. Oh, okay. So maybe that's the, yeah. Well, here's the thing. When you're in an edit field, you have commands that you can use that don't require the VO keys, and, and Cliff was demonstrating some of them. Left and right arrow to move by character, option left or option right arrow to move by word, up and down to move by line, uh, what else? Command up arrow to go to the top of the document, command down arrow to go to the bottom, and then you can add the shift key to any of these to select the text by which you're moving. So if you have quick nav on, you're not going to be able to do that because when you hit the right arrow, it's going to perform a VO right arrow, which will actually move the voiceover cursor out of the body of the document. So you want to make sure anytime you're editing your text that you turn QuickNav off.
Exactly, because if you don't, you're going to be interacting, interacting, and you're not going to know where you're interacting at. If Quick Nav is off, it'll say edit field text, or it'll say text field edit, and letting you know that it's time to type. And again, like Matt has said and like we've said it previously, keep your hints on. You would not believe how many people turn hints off and miss very helpful things that VoiceOver was telling you. I've said it before and I'll say it again. And I don't say this lightly. VoiceOver will not steer you wrong. Apple takes a lot of detail into their VoiceOver accessibility team and engineers to make sure that this program works the best that it can be. They want to give you the same experience that decided users have. That's, That's why right. they take so much detail and time to make sure if it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, you know, feedback at, at apple.com or is it, I forgot what the actual address is. I mean, Google it and you can find it. But Yeah, I think that is right though, I think. But they do take feedback and there's also um, accessibility at apple.com. I know that one because it's in my contact card or in my <laughs> contacts. So if there's something that doesn't work or you just have feedback for them, send them an email. But the last thing that I wanted to show you before we wrap this up is pages. There's um, a, I didn't go through this pages menu because it's pretty standard. But there is one thing down here I do want you to see. Let's go down here. Open, open, close command W. Save it. Duplicate command shift. A, rename ellipses. Move to ellipses. Move to. Now the reason I want to uh, point this out to you is because say by default, unless you have changed it, your pages documents will be saved in your iCloud drive under in a folder called pages but say you don't want it in the actual pages folder say you have a folder called you know important or your name or a date you can go here and say move to go select that folder bo spacebar enter and after you're done with that document you close everything out I guarantee you when you go to your iCloud drive and go to the folder where you moved it that's where it will be revert to revert to this is the one that me and Matt talked about that if I made some edits here that I didn't like I could go you know back I could go into this menu here revert to last saved to browse all versions ellipsis last saved today 1 45 p.m. and it even gives you the time that it was saved so you know when you want to go back file export to <laughs> this is definitely the one I wanted to stop on. Export to. This is for all those people on that other platform. You can export to. Export to. PDF ellipsis. Word ellipsis. <laughs> what did you say? P Word ellipsis. Word. <laughs> you can export your pages <laughs> document to a Word document. For those of you that are in school that have to use Outlaw uh, Microsoft products and you don't want to... <laughs> get in trouble for not doing so you can write your document in pages and export it to word how about yep. that because yep. i guarantee you can't export word to pages on microsoft <laughs> ellipsis plain text ellipsis epub ellipsis and epub is um the books apple books format um and basically you can export it to e epub um or you actually, if I'm not mistaken, you can just import a pages document into books, can't you? Or does it have to be exported here? It it has to be exported here, uh, and and that's kind of the, you know, one of the um, one of the steps in the process of uh, publishing to Apple Books is to export to EPUB, you know, for testing purposes, and it will allow you to bring it into Apple Books and see if everything is working properly and all of that. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have headings. Um, as titles in a pages document, 
and you export it to EPUB, won't that be automatically recognized as chapters in the Apple Books app? Yes, and, and, and that's actually exactly how you, uh, you compile a table of contents. Your digital books do not require a traditional written out table of contents. Some people still choose to put them in there and that's personal preference. You can if you want to, but really the key thing to generating a table of contents is using your paragraph styles, which again, for those who don't know, we're going to get into that a lot more in the cafes, but basically a paragraph style is something like a title style, a body style, which is the, you know, here the default, the body style, but then the heading style and the heading style automatically has a set of attributes with it but when you use that hey it tells the um the apple book that that is a chapter and so if you do your the name of the chapter with the heading style it will automatically generate the table of contents correctly for you plain text ellipsis and then those of you who like plain text i mean of course you could export it to plain text and the reason I would see for that is if you're emailing it to somebody who does use Windows and they you want to make sure they can read it, plain text or Word is the way to export it. I don't know. If, I mean, I guess a lot of people get Word for students and whatever, but Word is a paid feature of the Microsoft Office suite. So plain text would definitely get it in a format where anybody could read it. Rich text format ellipsis. Rich text, I'm assuming that's just a visual thing. I have no idea what the difference between plain and rich text is. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's it plain text is really raw, you know, TXT that, that's not gonna have any uh formatting or you know anything like that. Rich text or RTF is is what um the uh, I think isn't isn't that the text edit uh, format also actually? Yes, it is. Yep. I mean yep. you there's a key command where you can change it, change it to plain text, but that's what it right, defaults as. Right. I mean, there you have it. I mean, we showed you how to navigate. We showed you how to hide your footers and headers, how to get to the uh, formatter. Use your file menu or use your, your menu bar because that's where you're going to find everything. File, edit, view, insert, format, whatever the case may be. Revert to, you know, save a you know, duplicate so you can... Uh, keep the original, whatever the case may be. But again, we're not trying to teach you how to write a book, but this should get you started on what you need to write a basic document, newsletter, you know, even maybe some cute little text that you want to format and then copy and paste it into an email and send it to all your friends and show them how cool you are. I think this really ought to be enough to get you started. Don't be afraid to explore and try things you know when you when you create a new document if you haven't changed the settings and system preferences when you create a new document everything is going to go back to the normal default so it's really really impossible to get yourself in a situation where it's irreversible anyway but even if you do get a document where you've changed so much of the formatting and stuff and you say i, I just don't know how to get this back to normal just create a new document and and you'll have everything you need We'd like to thank Matt from ttjtech.net and, of course, I'm from stirredup.com for joining us on this tag team of pages tutorial. Yeah, thanks so much, everybody. We've already showed you pages. I'm going to show you a little bit about text edit, which it's 
what some people call a watered down version or a simpler version of pages so we're not going to spend too much time in there so let's launch text edit all right now i'm going to open up a document i was working on this morning to show you a few things that you can do in there which again it's pretty much just like pages but you know some people find it less overwhelming in this view type name name reach the preach text document reach the preach window insertion quick nav off now as you heard i turned my quick nav off quick nav must be off in order for you to type in most edit fields some places you can interact but i just i recommend just turning off uh quick nav ministry okay so the type the title appears it says ministry so i'm going to select that text by doing as we discussed in the pages demo shift option and then i'm going to hit the right arrow and it will say ministry selected all right so as you can see the same keyboard navigation holds true now i'm going to push command shift uh backslash and it will say center checked Align so i centered it center checked um i could also use this text and maybe i want to bold it command b bold checked bold um and maybe i want to make the text a little bit bigger so i'm going to use command shift and what will be because it shifted the plus sign and that's going to make my font bigger and it should tell me how big i'm making it bigger 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 actually it's not 17 so. point. oh there it is 17 point let's see how much bigger we can make it bigger 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 bigger, bigger. 23 point all right so it says it's 23 point point let's go on down here here's a new line and it's what i want to be a heading but instead of doing shift option right arrow to select the words i'm going to do shift down arrow and it's going to say content distribution selected all right it's selected so i have this line selected so let's go over to format menu bar apple text file edit format format font text make plain text command shift t prevent editing wrap to page command allow by foundation make layout vertical left ellipsis table ellipsis font text make plain text command shift text font font show fonts command t bold command b italic command i underline command u and you see we got the same um things that we had in pages outline styles ellipsis bigger command plus smaller command hyphen current ligatures baseline character shape show colors command shift c so we have the same basically the same format format font text Make plain text. text. Let's go to text. Text check mark. Align left command. Left right. Center command. Justice. Align right command. Writing direction. Check mark. Show. Copy ruler command. Control. Paste ruler command. Spacing ellipsis. Spacing ellipsis. Format. Make plain text command. Shift T. Prevent editing. Wrap to page command. Shift W. Prevent editing. All right. I want to stop there. You can. I can. Um. Hit prevent editing here. I was going to show you how to do this a different way. Actually, I will with pages. But if I veal space bar here. Prevent editing. Allow editing. Now it says allow editing. So this is how you would make a read-only copy of something in text edit. Content distribution unselected. So apparently I can't make this a heading. I thought you could. Um, but a bottom line is the same things that are in text edit or that are that are in pages for formatting are in text edit. It may not be as robust or. Um, intuitive i guess for lack of a better term but it is a simple quick way to write a document edit um format the text make the font bigger make it bold italic um center it align it left right or whatever um 
One thing I will tell you though is if you do something in text edit on your Mac, it will show up on your phone and iPad, but you will not be able to edit it. You will have to share it with pages or notes in order to make edits. As for if you use pages and notes, it's going to sync across devices and you can pick up where you left off. So, I'm going to close this because I want to show you, Finder, desktop, desktop. like I said, in Pages and Keynote, because I've done it in both. I'm going to go to... iCloud Drive, iCloud Drive, Window, Let's you Tape. Let's go to my page. Yeah, let's go to Pages. Pages folder, not downloaded. I'm going to open, open this folder, and again, remember, I'm in list view, so I can do Command Down Arrow. Some people say you can use Command O for opening folders. That's too windowish for me, but let's try it. Open. Let's view table. And it did. It opened the folder, and of course I have to. Pages resources folder not downloaded. September twenty fourth. Quick nav on. Let's view table. Let's view table. I have to interact with the, 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 the list here. Left. Revelations folder not downloaded. Theology books folder not downloaded. Groups.io subscribe info pages document. iPad keyboard command master list two thousand twenty pages document not downloaded. All right, this is a pages document. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna do command I, which is get info. You can also go to this option by doing VO shift M. So VO or Command I. Get info. iPad keyboard command master less two thousand twenty info window. iPad keyboard command master less two thousand Alright now I'm gonna go to the top. iPad keyboard command master less two thousand twenty iPad keyboard command master less four hundred and eighty four kilobytes. Modified. Told it told me how big it was and this is the day that I last modified it. May seventeenth, two thousand twenty at ten thirty five AM. Almost two years ago. Tag editor I tags. Edit text. You can add tags here. General. General. Kind. This is the general tab. The kind is pages document. It's a pages document, of course. Size: four hundred eighty-three thousand seven hundred fifty-two bytes, four kilobytes on disk. That's how big it is. Where iCloud drive by pointing small triangle pages. It's telling me that it's an iCloud in the pages folder. Created May seventeenth, two thousand twenty, at ten thirty. Modified May seventeenth, two thousand twenty. Unchecked stationary pad checkbox. Stationary pad. Don't know what that means, but this next one is what you want to hear. Unchecked locked checkbox. Now it says locked unchecked. If I check this box, checked. Now, when I open this document and try to make edits, it's going to either have me make a duplicate or unlock it. You can even set a password, so you need a password to unlock this. Let's see what else is in this um, area. More info. There's more info. More info. I'm assuming that gives you more info on locking it. Name and extension. Fetching. Busy. Progress indicator. Name and extension. Fetching. Comments. You can name an extension, which you don't need to because it's a pages document. Edit text. Blank. Comments. Uh, you can make comments here. Comments. Open with. You open with. Open with. Pages default. Damn. Pages of pages of course because this is a pages document. If this was a Word document, I could select to open it with text edit or Word, whichever I chose. Use this application to open all documents like this one. Change all. Dim button. Preview. Preview. Preview image. Sharing and permissions. Sharing and permissions. Sharing and permissions. You just you can share it and get permission to unlock or use it or whatever the case may be. Sharing and permissions. And that is it. But again, go to your document of choice, whether it's pages, keynote, text edit. Um, I don't even know if you can. You probably can do that on the outside and get it filled and lock the document. But you heard in the file or the format menu, you can um, don't allow changes in there. Um, but essentially, again, you go to the document, VO Shift M or Command I. If you do feel shift M, you're looking for the get info uh, option, and that's where you will find 
the lock option along with sharing permissions, comments, tags, and whoever wrote it. So, I mean, this is, like I said, you can, you pretty much can do the same thing in notes. Notes, notes, window, folders, toolbar, folders, table, notes, 25, selected. In folders, all iCloud, 579. Notes, 25. BD selection study guide, zero. Family, shared by iCloud, zero. MW 2022, seven. Number stirred up, 12, collapsed. Let's go, my stirred up, folder. My notes, table, in my note, conference logs, November 2nd, 20, 2021, update, Saturday. Come check out the stirred up, host host podcast channel. Alright, I'm gonna select our VL space part. I'm letting know that's the note that I want to use. Insertion at beginning, quick map title, 2000, body, new line, new line. Come check out the story up post to post podcast channel. And you heard it, it make that little noise, or you might not have heard it, but there's, it's basically letting you know that there's a link in that, that sentence. So, again, these commands that can be used pretty much everywhere, VO command L will take me to each link. Podcast channel, sports talk, tech talk, Christ ministry, Apple, story radio, email, live stream. So, them are all the links. I can also go by heading. Heading not found. Which I have none, but you can in, again. You can select text here. Let, let me go to the Title, top. 2021 two. I can select 2021 signature. 2021 updated. Okay, selected. And uh, instead of that being a title, I can make that a heading checked. And that's Command Shift H. Again, this is things that you can do in all the word processing apps on the Mac. Notes, text edit, pages can't speak for word because I don't use it I'm pretty sure they have their own commands coming over from that other platform so but just remember command B for bold command I for italic command shift and the dash to make the font smaller command shift equals with the shift it will be a plus making the text bigger you know you can center it left it center make it to the left make it to the right just go to your file menu or your um your uh, menu bar and it will show you it will tell you the key commands we are at the point now where these are things that I should not have to repeat or tell you but I'm doing it for the sake of this recording because somebody else might be listening that hasn't been in the class but if you've been listening to all the recordings from day one you know how to get to the menu bar you know how to navigate with voiceover you know the predictable patterns the other thing is if you aren't this isn't your if you haven't listened to the beginning of the class, including the interactive sessions, because I do demonstrations and have special guests in there doing demonstrations, then you want to go back to class number one and start from the beginning. Because we're, we're showing you how to do this stuff from the ground up. I mean, we're not going to teach you how to be, you know, I mean, how much you learn is up to you. Because from the things that we show you, you will learn how to navigate and venture out on your own and learn things. You know, I tell people every day, I mean, tell people all the time, I learn something new every day. And I'm not joking when I say that. I'm really not. Uh, we were doing a session, interactive small group session last Thursday, and I learned that, you know, how to do emojis and messages. I didn't know how to do that before. It really wasn't a big interest of mine, but somebody else wanted to know, so we went over it. And one of the students in there, you know, walked us through it. So predictable patterns explore your menu bar and if you need help you always know how to get a hold of us support at ttjtech.net this is trainer cliff and that's your demo on pages text edit and notes see you next time <laughs>